We are up to Daf Dawid. Be'ez Hashem, we're still in the middle of a Cheshvin. Now, Baruch Hashem, we finished all the complicated part of the Cheshvin. And we are just discussing, we have one last topic to discuss in terms of this Cheshvin of whether or not the kings are counted. The years of the kings, we saw that the Mishnah said, Rishchidish Nisan is Rishchidish Lemelach. Yesterday, we said over from Chista that that's only from Malchei Yisrael. Malchei Umas Elam goes from Tishrei. And then we had an issue because we have Psukim that referred to King Daryovish slash Kairish slash Atashasta, which the Gemara told us that really all three names are all for the same person. And sometimes we have one series of Psukim we were able to prove based on when the years switch that his Rish Hashanah was obviously not in Tishrei, it was in Nisan. And then we have another series of Psukim which proved that his Rosh Hashanah obviously was in Tishrei. So, L'chaira, we mamash have a steer. Is he judges Malchai Yisrael, Malchai Umasa'elam? The Gemara originally said that Kairish is different, he was a Malchasher. We know he's the one who rebuilt the Vesem Migdash. Not only is he the one who rebuilt the Vesem Migdash, there's actually a Navu about Yeshaya, and Yeshayfi Yeshaya about Kairish. This Navu was said about 200 years before Kairish even lived, at least 150 years before, I think actually 200 years before Kairish lived. And the Vua says, Kairish will be the one who rebuilds the Hamikdash. So Kairish obviously was a special person, and he was judged, like, treated like Malchai Yisrael, and that's why his years go from Nisan. Then we had those of the Pesukim in Chagah. Then we have other Pesukim that refer to him clearly switching in Tishrei. So it's a stira. The Gemara said, no, it's not a kasha, because originally he was a Melch Kasher. When he was a Melch Kasher, we treated him like a Jewish king, and he was counted from Nisan. Then he was Hichmitz. He became not such a wonderful person anymore, and he no longer had the source of being counted from Tishrei. Instead, he's counted from, I'm sorry, from Nisan. Instead, he's counted from Tishrei like a Goyesha king. Now, what's interesting, actually, about Kairish slash Daryavish is that we're talking about Daryavish, who is the son of Esther, according to many, and if he's the son of Esther, that means that, technically speaking, he was a Jew. So it makes sense that we have a person that we're somewhat in between. We're not sure if he's a Jewish king or a Gaish king, because on the one hand, he was technically a Jew. On the other hand, he definitely didn't live like a Jew. He lived like an Eved Zara. And he was, you know, he was raised as a Persian. He didn't consider himself a Jew at all. And he <clears throat> was the ruler of a Gaish country. So it makes sense that we have maybe this dichotomy. He's somewhat like a Jewish king, somewhat like a non-Jewish king. But I'll call upon him. We came out yesterday that at some point he switched he stopped being considered a good king and Melch Kasher, and therefore we started counting him like a Goyesh king. So now the Gemara is going to try to bring Raya's, how do we know that he ever became a rotten person? And the truth is, we'll see all the Raya's are going to bring, are slightly, if I could say it, uh, slightly far-fetched. None of these Raya's are things that the Gemara has, you know, the Gemara is going to have to build them into Raya's, and... These things, Lav Dafka, things that to us sound so terrible. One of them sounds like he's a pretty rotten fellow, but this is something they don't see at all in the Psukim. The Gemara has to say it's a special Joshua. So let's see the different Raya's that he, at some point, he was Hichmetz, that he no longer was a Melchash. So Zakti Gemara, Maskifla Rav Kahana. Frekt of Kahana, me Hichmetz? Did Kairish really, this Dayavish, really ever became a rotten person? That sounds like from the Psukim, he was a, he was a wonderful person. It says in the Pasik. This Pasik is in Sefer Ezra, and this is when Ezra went up to Eretz Yisrael. 
So, and this was already after Basin English was built. So, Dayavish, the king, sent them along. He told them what type of, what do you need? Animals? Do you need oil? Do you need um, whatever you need? Well, salt, wine, oil, whatever the king, the Kahanim Yishlaim need. Um, that whatever they need should be given to them every single day from the king's pocket. So the king was mama, she was supporting the base of So it sounds like he was a pretty wonderful person. So how could you say that at some point he was hichmitz, and that's why we count him like a Goyesha king? So this is what kind of kasha. So Rabbi Yitzchak answered him, Rebbe, Mitunach, from where you, this raya you're trying to bring that he was a good person, look at the next Pasuk. What's the next Pasuk say? And you'll daven for the long life of the king and for his children. No, it also doesn't sound like such a terrible thing that, you know, he's giving all these Nadavas the based in English. He just wants, you should please daven for me. You know, that doesn't happen, you know, people give Nadavas to shuls. They want that you should daven for them. And they send in to Kupa Seir and Chaim Kanyesk will daven for you. That's what everyone wants. What, what's so bad? So the Gemara asks the Kasha. So, Frek the Gemara. Man, the Ovid Hachi, Lav Mal, you see, well, it's not a good thing if you give tzedakah and you're just on condition that you, you want tzchusim. But Tanya, Ha'imer sells a little tzedakah b'shul shichia b'nib. We have a price that says, someone gives tzedakah on the nas that his son should live. B'shul she'eskelo, chayon labor, I want tzchar and I'm haba. Ha'rez ha'tali gomer, he's ha'tali gomer. So how could you tell me it's a bad thing? It's like, you know, it depends. Who gives money because he wants to get schusim and he wants his children should live and all the good things that they promise you and all the ads. That's a good thing. That's not a good thing. He's a tzadik But a goy, a goy does it, that's a bad thing. What's the difference between a Jew doing it and a guy doing it? So Rashi explains. So Rashi. So first of all, it was mean tzadik gomer because he gave tzadaka on the nas sheyichi abeniz tzadik gomer. So over here, Rashi says, in Rogel B'kach, if you're constantly giving, even if you're giving for all sorts of other reasons, you want benefits, you're Tzadik Gomer. Rashi in Psachim, where this Pugmar is also brought, Rashi over there says that you're a Tzadik Gomer in this Indian, that the mitzvah is considered a uh, mitzvah shalom, it's not considered there's anything in the mitzvah. Oh, they actually bring over here on the side, in the Pugmar Rashi, they bring B'dover Zeh. He's a Tzadik Gomer, B'dover Zeh, V'le Amin and Shalei L'Shema Eisa, it's not called Shalei L'Shema, Elakiyah Mitzvah's Bairish Tzivo L'Asit Tzadaka, He's still considered a tzadik gomer in this mitzvah. So that's what Rashi himself says. Rashi here says he is considered, if he always does, it's a tzadik gomer. So what's, why a Jew is better than a guy? So Rashi explains, At the end of the day, when a Jew gives tzadaka, he's giving tzadaka because he knows this is the right thing to do. Now, he wants all these benefits. But if Chas Shalom things don't work out the way he planned, he's not going to go and say, you know, call up the tzedakah, Tam Cheshavos, please give me back my money because I didn't get what I wanted. Ella, Taylor, he's surin, he'll say, oh, I got, I got the mitzvah, it's my fault, I have a various, that's why Hashem didn't give me what I want. Avoyv Kechavim, im ein mativin loy, kigmuloy, kayyotaker. If he doesn't get the schar that he planned on getting, his son doesn't live, so then he's going to start cursing out, oh, what type of ridiculous uh, temple is this? I give him charity to a temple and, and uh, 
I gave all these carbonus and the, my and things didn't work out for me. And he's going to be angry that he gave it and he's going to curse it out. So that's why for a goy to give money, Altnai is considered a bad thing, which is still interesting because Bishas gives it. Could you call him a bad person for giving out Altnai? When things go wrong and he curses, so then he's doing something bad. And you could say that he's missing in his mitzvah tzedakah because we know eventually it will go off. But to say it was already hichmitz because when he gave it, he, I mean, when he's giving it, he's giving it to an extent the same as a Jew, unless you say the Jew at the end of the day is really doing it for the mitzvah. The Jew now, knows in the beginning that if it doesn't go, he's going to say Right, so he's saying his original intention is yeah. better. Mashenki the goy, he's really giving it only all tonight, so that's already considered a dover round. But I'm just asking that, so I see why that takes away from the Kim HaMitzvah. He didn't do something bad yet. Okay, Limar considers this bad. Now, Tysus over here has a problem. Look at the top Tysus. That's Mishin Perik Piki Ovis. That mission is talking about for Goyim, which is a pal. I'm saying Pirkei Ovis wasn't really written. I was asking Taisus, Pirkei Ovis wasn't really written for Goyim, it was written for us. So what is that supposed to mean? So maybe it means if someone's going to give it with the same intention of a Goyim, Maybe it means that if he wants him to cabal pras miyad, he's expecting to get instant results. He thinks that, you know, by the time he finishes his phone call to Kupariri, he's already going to have the Yeshua. So maybe that is considered that you're not doing it for, but if a person does it, so that's not so bad. Others want to say that Avada, the mission is telling you an ideal. There's an ideal out there that you should give totally Hashem Shemayim, you should do mitzvahs totally Hashem Shemayim for no schar at all. But you want to know, does it make you not inside the Gomer for giving Amnasa Kabbalah No, it's not a steer. There's higher levels. It's the highest levels that you should be, that you should be, Shaloy Amnasa Kabbalah I'm doing mitzvahs, I don't want reward. But doing mitzvahs for reward doesn't mean you're not inside the Gomer in that Indian. And if you do it all the time and you're kind of called Kula for the reward, you're still inside the Gomer. Now, one other possibility is maybe Tzedakah is different. That Tzedakah specifically, we have a lot of different Gemaras and Rayas, that Tzedakah Tatsal Mimavas. And therefore, when it comes to tzedakah, a person has a right to expect reward in this world. And as far as chay oil habos, that that may be the mission. Pirkei is saying lekabel pras means in this world, but you're allowed to do it for for schar oil habos. Okay. So anyway, the first raya that he was not such a wonderful person is because he gave, even though he gave donations, he gave the donations with a request to be mispaled for him. It's just also, it doesn't say the Ferish in the Psukim that he said, I'm only giving it, I'll deny that things work out for me. He's just asking, please dab him for me. But Afa Pikin the Gemara considers that a Raya Shehechitz. This is Oh. So this is, this is Daryavish who wrote this. This is Daryavish when Ezra went up, Daryavish was the king. The, Ezra, the, the base of Mikdash was rebuilt. If we go to the traditional dating system, which is that there's only, which say the Olam, there was, after, we discussed yesterday, there was the Shur, the Beis Mikdash, then his son, Avon Meroidich, then Balshatzer, Balshatzer was killed, the first Daryavish became the king, then he was succeeded, after only a year, by Kairish. Kairish is the one who declared they could go up and rebuild the Beis Mikdash, they went up, they got started, then they stopped, and Achashosh stopped it, Achashosh was king for 14 years, and then Daryavish became king, and he was the last Persian king the way our traditional say the dating has it, and he was king for about thirty years, I think it is, and then the Alexander the Great came and conquered his kingdom and took over the world and defeated the Persian Empire. So this last one we're saying that he's a tzaddik or he's not a tzaddik. We're saying that he was that. not a tzaddik because he was giving he was a goy, 
So even though you're asking but that he's technically a he's a Jew. So first of all, it's not so posh that he was the daughter of Esther. The years are a little bit difficult because he would seemingly, he was born later on in, in the reign of Achashosh and Esther, and he was only Achashosh only king for 13 years. He couldn't have been, even if he was born Mamish, a year into Esther's time as queen, that would make him a very young boy at the time of the story. Achashosh only king 14 years, he would be mm-hmm. 14 years old. Doesn't sound that way from Psukim that he was this young little boy. So others say maybe it was another son of 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 um, of Achashosh. of Achashosh, and Esther at least somehow was involved in raising him, and therefore Esther had an, effect, an influence on him. And that's why when it says Hashegel Mino that the queen sat next to him, which you can see maybe it refers not to a queen, but it refers to a queen. Some say it doesn't mean his queen he was married to. It means that it was his stepmother Esther who was sitting there, and she had an effect, and she was the one who constantly influencing him to try to do good. Oh. Now, <clears throat> the next passing. Oh, so that's the first right. First try that he did something bad is because when he donated to the base of she wanted that they should have it for him. So I'd like to give another ayah. V'yibay same, um, you know, another ayah that he became bad. Because it says in the Pasuk, and this Pasuk is the original letter. It happened this Kairish wrote a letter they can rebuild the base of Mikdash. Then they stopped it. In the days of Achashverosh, they declared because of Sitna Yishalayim, and not allowed to build the base of Migdash. And eventually, they started rebuilding without permission. When they started rebuilding without permission, the Goyim complained. They went looking in the storehouses, and they found the original letter that said that they're allowed to build the base of Migdash. So Kairish allowed them to rebuild it. Not only Yavish allowed them to rebuild it. Not only did he allow them to rebuild it, he even sent material for the base of Migdash. Now it says in the pasuk. Nidbichin the oven glau, rows of stone, tlosa, three rows of stone of marble for the base of Migdash. Vinivdach the oachadta, then a row of new wood. Vinafgosam and by base Malka, and this should be provided by the king. The king paid for the material for the base of Migdash, Tisyov. So, Zakti Gemara. Lomalay the oven hachi, why is there wood in the middle? Just make it plain marble. Who's, what are you sticking wood in? So it's like the Gemara, you know why I did it? Savar imar If the Jews can make another rebellion, Goyim kept warning them that let the Yidden rebuild Yerushalayim. Next thing you know, there's going to be another rebellion, just like they rebelled against Nuchanetzah. So he figures this backup plan. If the Jews rebel, Ikle Benura, I want to make it easy to build. They're going to put some wood at the bottom of the foundation. So it's a nice big stone building, but it has a wooden layer. Can burn it, the whole thing will collapse. So you see that he wasn't such a wonderful person because he's already planning for the destruction of the base of Mikdash. That's the riot that he was Hichmetz. Now, Frekti Gemara, really putting wood in the base of Mikdash shows that you're a bad person? You know who else did that? Altu Shleim Eloi Abed Hachi? Shleim HaMelech also didn't put wood in the base of Mikdash? Vaksiv. Shleisha Ture Gazas, three rows of stone, of cut stone. The Tur Karsas Arazim, then a row of uh, cut cedar wood. So Ham Shleim HaMelech did the exact same thing. So why are you blaming Dayavish? So it's like the Gemara Shleima of the Nilmaila. Shleima put the wood at top, on the top where it won't damage the rows of stone. The Eel of the Nilmata, he put it underneath so it will weaken the whole building. Shleima Shakib Binyana. Shleima had it sunken in to the building so that way it was not really accessible to the flames. Eel Shakib Binyana. The way he had it built was that it was sticking out. Shleima Sajibasida. Shleima Melch covered over the wooden rows with plaster so he couldn't burn it. Eel Sajibasida. Fine. So the Gemara saying these things you don't see profession. So the Gemara is saying we have a Kabbalah that he built it in a way that it would be easy to destroy it if you needed to destroy it. Now Tysus is very bothered over here that this 
description of building the Besamikdash was not written by Dayavish. It was written by his, by Kairish, his Achashevish's predecessor. So it's written by Kairish, so why are we blaming Dayavish for this? So Taisa says that it has to be since he allowed these plans to continue, so it shows that he wasn't such a wonderful person. So again, you know, these, these rayas are a little bit shach, but again, this is the raya. Now the other problem is that when this was the same time frame as the psukim that showed that he was a good person, so Taisus runs into a major problem. If we bring a raya that he was no longer good from something that took place at the time, we consider him good. So Taisus is a little bit stuck. Okay, this is the second raya. Third raya. I'll bring you a different raya. The psukim we discussed yesterday. When Nehemi got permission to go build Yerushalayim, so it's interesting. While the king is doing something good, but what does it say in the Pasuk? The Shegel is sitting next to him. What's the Shegel? So yesterday we translated as the queen. That's the Pasha, the Taich, and Shegel is the queen. My Shegel, Omer Rabba, Barlema, Mishmei Rav, Kalbasa. He had a special female dog that it was his mate, and uh, he, he was miyuchu for having relations with, and this female dog was sitting next to him in his throne room. So he's a pretty rotten fellow if he married a dog. El me'ata, affecting more, really, you can tell me shegel means a female dog? Hadasiv al-morishmai. There's a posik in Daniel when it's describing, right, the night that Balshatzer died, so he made a big party, and he got together, he... He had everybody coming together to this party. He thought he had defeated Persia. And he got made this big party for all his top generals. And he took out the Kalim Beis Amigdash and they started drinking. And suddenly, in the middle of the party, right, there was a disembodied hand that started writing on the wall. And it wrote, Mene Mene to Kel Farson. And no one knew what it meant. And everyone got all scared. And they called Daniel. And Daniel told him, very sharp Musa, that you, you think you can become Balgaiv over Hashem. And you made this big party. And you have it using the Kalim Beis Amigdash. And really, that message means that tonight, your kingdom's going to be destroyed, and that night, Balshatzer was killed. That's what it says over there in Sefer Daniel. Now, in the Psukim, it says, You elevate yourself above HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And you took out the kalim of his house, Hashem's house, the base of Migdash in front of you, And you, and you, and all your soldiers, and your servants, and your shegel, you drank wine from them. So, Shegel's a dog that's meyuchid for Tashmish. You ever saw a dog drinking wine? It doesn't make sense. Like, the holy cash is not a kasha. The mouthful, you could train a dog to drink wine. Meshach, and then we'll drink. El Meat, the Gemara's going to ask another kasha. Siv, a pasik in Tehillim. This pasik in Tehillim, if we're talking, if Shegel means a queen, we can understand. The pasik says, about Klali Yisrael, Benoyis Melochim, Bikurasech, will honor you, daughters of kings, Nitzah Shegel, Yeminech, you'll have the Shegel to your right, Bekesem Eifer, decorated with gold and of, of Eifer. Now, so if Eifer is a queen, so Mashiach will sit with the queen on his right side, we can understand. But if he's Shegel, Kalbasi, Maikim Avasel, Novel Yisrael, this is an Avul, Asel Lovey, that Klali Yisrael will have this female dog, doesn't make any sense. So you want to say, Hachik Omar, this char that Klai Yisrael has such a love for Taira, the same level of love that Goyim have for their female dog, that's a You'll get this special gold, this special reward.
Now, very, very strange thing. You compare Klaishel's law for the Torah for a log of a guy for his dog. That Mamash sounds bizarre. So Achreim discusses. Achreim say, one pshat, I'm trying to remember who said it, was that the law of the Klaishel has to the Torah is to the extent if a person has a female dog that they, or if the person's, you know, acting inappropriately with a dog, the dog's going to come and act back in a way public, it's very embarrassing in public. The dog's been constantly following him around, the Gemara says, Talks about they have to be careful of the dog, that people shouldn't be chayshish you if you feed a stray dog and it's going to follow you around. People think that you're acting appropriately with the dog. So a person's going to embarrass himself when he has a dog that's miyuchah for tashmish. So Kali Yisrael has such a love for Taira that they'll do it even to the extent that embarrasses them. Even if in public it makes them look silly. Afal pikein, that's the love Kali Yisrael has for the Taira. And then the other pshat I saw, trying to remember, I can't remember the other pshat of hand, but definitely the, the, the comparison seems bizarre. Okay, we'll go back to the original Pashat Pshat. Shegel is a word for a queen, and therefore the Pasuk in Tehillim is Pashat, the Pasuk in, in Daniel, they didn't have to train any dogs to drink wine. I said, who told you that that Yavish was sitting next to a female dog and that he was Hechmetz? He had such a Kabbalah from his Rebbeim that in that Pasuk, Shegel refers to a female dog. Why was it, why was it called queen? Because he loved his female dog, Mamish, the way someone loves their queen. He put her on the throne next to him, just like the queen's supposed to go. He voice a mummy, no, fine. That's, so that's the, another rise. So, so far, the rise that he went off is either because he was asking them to daven for him when he gave them money for the base of Migdash, or because he put wood in the base of Migdash, and even though Shlemmel did it, but he did it in a way that was easier to burn. Or because we have some sort of Kabbalah that he had a female dog next to him. One more raya. When he's giving the list of things to give to the Beis HaMikdash, again, we're talking about something good. He's giving to the Beis HaMikdash, but it says the amount of Kesef is up to 100 Kikr, and the amount of, uh, of, of Chitim is up to 100 Kur, and the wine is up to a hundred bas, a certain measurement, bad and measurement, a certain amount of salt, of oil, mea umelech diloiksiv, and salt without any limit. So even though he's giving these very generous donations, but since he put a limit to what he's willing to give, so then already you see that he wasn't such a tzaddik anymore, because he wasn't willing to give an open checkbook. So Zaktikimakitsa, and now he has, gives, originally he said, just take whatever you need. Now suddenly he's making limits. So you see, he's cooling off. He's not such a tzaddik anymore. So I think, well, it's not a raya. Dilma may korele have a kimle So maybe originally he didn't know how much he was going to need. So he said, whatever you need. But then later on, they told him the amount. So he said, okay, if you, you need, you need, a, you know, you need a million dollars. I'm willing to give you up to a million dollars. Don't write checks for two million dollars. You'll need a million. El was like the more you write. This last raya we're going to fall off of. El mechavatik shenun mekar. We'll have to go with one of the three free, previous pshatim. How we know that Dayavish ever became less than a tzaddik. Uh, and to me it seems, and I don't really have any raya to say this. Maybe I don't have a right to say this. That this, except for the raya, if you talk out a female dog, we had a couple of some. We know he was hechmet, but even that's not fresh in the psukim. That. The Gemara knew Chazal had a kabbal that Hitaka was Hechmet. At some point he went off. And we're trying to just find some sort of remez in the Psukim that he wasn't such a wonderful person. You know, these things on their own sound to me at least a little bit difficult to say that there's a Rai that he became, or that he's a Russian, he's Hechmet, but Chazal had such a kabbal and they were just looking for hints that he 
cooled off in his original tzidkis when he went and he built the base of Migdash and he was, you know, he seemed so enthusiastic. We're just looking for hints that he went a little bit to the other side, but the real way we know it, it sounds like they had a Kabbalah. Okay, for sure, two of the rai's. The rai about the shegel were coming out as Baker, just the Kabbalah, and the rai about the wood is also, they put wood in the base of Migdash, the fact that he did it in a way that makes it easier to burn, as opposed to Shlomo, because only, doesn't say that in the Pesukim. So two of them, anyways, were being saved on some sort of tradition, and the other rai that he asked him to daven for him, you know, hard to see how that's a rai, that he's not much a bad person. Okay, so now we're finally done discussing kings, Moving on to the next topic in the Mishnah. The Mishnah said that Nisan is Rosh Hashanah L'Regolim. What does that mean? So first thing we're asked a technical question. It's not Rosh Chodesh Nisan that affects it. It's Pesach. Regolim Be'echad B'Nisanu. There's nothing happens in Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Chamisha also B'Nisanu. On the 15th day of Nisan. That's the first beginning of the cycle of Yom Tov. So Rav Chista, you're right. Regol Shavay Rosh Hashanah L'Regolim. We just mean that Nisan is the month where the Yom Tevim begins, not Rishchidish Nisan that does anything. What's the difference if it's the first Yantav? What's the first Yantav, second Yantav, third Yantav? Who cares? Nafkamina Lenoider. No, there's an Afkamina for Nidar. That the Allah is Lenoider, Lemekim Aleba Baltacher. That the Postic says, Ki Sidon Edel Hashem, Baltacher Lashalmai, that you cannot push off being Mikhaim in Nether. So what does it mean, Baltacher? So there's a time limit. Of three regalim, three regalim. How do I count three regalim? Does it just mean the first three that come across? I come across. So the mission is going to shita that, which is the shita of Shimon. We'll say in a second that holds that it's three yom tovim beginning from Pesach. So if you make a nether a week before Pesach, so then by the time Sukkot is over, you're over baltacher. If you make a nether a week after Pesach, you're not over baltacher. Until you have to have three yom time, you get the, a full year till the next Pesach. Then Shuas, then Sukkot, there has to be three yom tovim starting from Pesach. From Pesach to Pesach, basically every time. Right, but I could right. So, but but I I know it's from Pesach until after three yom tovim from Pesach. So the longest time I could have a year and a half. I need three. No, until right before the next. So until after, if I make the nether right after Pesach. The Cheshvan doesn't of three regalim starts by the next Pesach. So you get one free year, and then when it comes Pesach, the end of Pesach, Shvuah is Sukkot. And after Sukkot, you have to do it. Right. Well, no, after Sukkot, I'm over Baltacher. Then already, it's, I, I, I overdid my stay. I have till Sukkot. Ah, and Zakti Gemar, Rabbi Shimon, our mission, Rabbi Shimon, the time, Echad HaNoidiv, Echad HaMakdish, Echad HaMarich, Kivin Shavrolov, Gimel Regalim, over Baltacher. So the Tanakhama holds of this Braisa says, that, no, you get three regalim. If you make the nether right after Pesach, so then you have Shuas, Sukkot, Pesach, and after the next Pesach, you're over. It's all three regalim. It doesn't matter which one it starts from. If it's after Shuas, you have Sukkot, Pesach, Shuas. Rav Shimon Oimer, Gimel, Regalim, Kassidion. Rav Shimon says, no, you have to have three regalim in order. The Chagamatz is And in order means that Pesach has to start off the Cheshvan, so until I get to a Pesach, I don't even start the three regalim. Sometimes I get three yom tovim I have to fulfill my nether, sometimes four and sometimes five. If I make my nether before Pesach, so then Gimel, I only have three regalim. By the time Sukkot is over, if I haven't brought my nether yet, I'm over about to Acher. If I make the nether before Shuas, so Chamesh, I get five because now I have to go through Shuas Sukkot doesn't even start the count. It's only going to get to next year Pesach. Then I start the count. Then I get Pesach Shuas Sukkot. With Nechag, if I do it 
in between Shuas and Sukkis than our ball, because I get from after Shuas till Pesach, so those, I get one free plus Pesach Shuas Sukkis. Turn up on. So now we're going to discuss more about this din of Balta Acher. We're going to discuss which things are included in Balta Acher. And we're going to discuss various shitas. We're going to see that so far we have two shitas. One shita, it's three regolim. doesn't matter which one you start from. And I'm shimming that it has to be a seder of three beginning with Pesach. And anything till I get to a Pesach is not even part of the cheshim. Someone has mechaiv himself money. He said that I'm giving... My value to the base amigdash, the erich, and someone says erkiyolai. Then it's also a monetary chayy, but it's not based on your value if you were sold as a slave. It's based on a specific set amount the Torah set. That's erichin. Hacharaman, if someone said something is chayy, which would be makshel shemaim, vegdesha, someone's makdish karbonis, or to bedek abayis, or to other to to heck, he's makdish something. Chatoy, someone has a chiv chatas, or shom, he's a chiv oshem. Oilos, he's a chiv oilos, or shlom, he has a chiv shlom. Tzedakahs umaisrus. So tzedakah means kapshuta. If a person has a chiv tzedakah, so he also has a din baltaacher. Umaisrus refers to his miser of his tua that he has to give it to the levi. Bechor, he has a bechor umaiser, or he has miser behema that these have to be brought as a carbon, so he can't go past the zman, whatever the zman of baltaacher is. Upesach, a carbon pesach that was left over that he waited has to be brought as a carbon shlom. Leket shikhu or leket shikhu Now, this is what do you mean, leket shikhu How is it negay leket shikhu about the acher? You just don't, you're supposed to leave it in the field. So Taisa says it's talking about a person who was over and he collected it. So Allah is, if you collect it, you're mechuyiv to now go and give what you collected to the anim. So this chiv, to give it to the anim, will include about the So all these various chiyuvim that person can obligate himself, kivin she'over lein, she'ol she'golem, once three yom toivim pass, over about that's the Shita Tanakama, three months. Rib Shimon Aimer, Shal Shagom Kasijan, like we saw, Rib Shimon holds that, yeah, three Rigolim, but it has to start with a Pesach. The Chagamatzah Schil, Chagamatzah is always first. Rib Meir Aimer, Kivin Shavar Lane, Regal Echad, Rib Meir is the most Machmi, he says, one Yantiv, and you make a nether, you have to bring that nether next time you go up to Yishalayim. So you make a nether after Pesach, when you go up for Shuas, bring the nether, Shuas pass, you didn't bring it, that's it, you're Eivabal Tacher. So Kivin Shavar Lane, Regal Echad, Eivabal Tacher. Get two yam tayfim. Where does that come from? We'll see soon. Oyer baltacher. Rebbe Lezer, Rebbe Shimon, Rebbe Lezer, Rebbe Shimon says, Kivin she'over alein chagas sukkus. Oyer alein baltacher. Sukkus is the end. So if you made the nether right before sukkus, you only have till sukkus. You made the nether right after sukkus, you have a full year till next year's sukkus. All tali and sukkus. My time with Tanakamas. So now we're going to explain where each tana is coming from. So the Tanakama holds its thumb three months. Mechti. Minayu Solik. The Pasik that we learn out, it says, Bechaga Mats, Bechaga Shus, Bechaga Sukkus, Veloyroz, Ponai Rekom, Ishkamat Nasyode, Shemircha Shemakacha. That Pasik's where we learn out they have to bring you Nadarim on the Yom Taivim. So that Pasik, it comes after the whole Parshus Hame Adam. So it already discussed Pesach, it discussed Shus, discussed Sukkus. Why does the Torah repeat itself? Bechaga Mats, Bechaga Shus, Bechaga Sukkus. So, the Torah repeats it to tell you about the Acher, the Baal Acher is dependent on the three Yom Tov. So that's Shita Tanakamash, three Yom Tov. Rabbi Shimon Aimer, Eidet Tzorach Leimer, V'chag HaSukkah, Shaboy Diber This Pasuk comes at the end of the Parashim Adam after we discussed Chag HaSukkah. So it doesn't have to say Chag HaSukkah. So, Loma Nemar, Loimish is the Acher. 
it's telling you that sukkahs always have to be, so he agrees to the Tanakama that there's a josh of three Yom Tovim, but he's asking that it shouldn't mention Chag sukkahs at all. Even if you're going to repeat it for the purposes of telling you that there's Baal Ta'achar and Shal Shigalim, but we're middle discussing the Shal Shigalim, we're middle discussing sukkahs, so it should have just said repeated Chag HaMakas Tzais and Chag from the fact that Pete's Chag sukkahs is to tell you that it always has to end, that the Seder of the three Yom Tovim always ends with sukkahs. That's why Rav Shimon holds it's three Yom Tovim, but it has to be Pesach Shua Sukkot. For a mayor, my time, most of the mayor holds only once. You only get one. You're able to achar the sieve, because the pasuk says, bringing your kerbonus, it says, "Ki emel amokim asheivcha Hashem lekechem mikol shavtechem loshem l'shmoy shalom shichon tijushu uvas hashalom." That you shouldn't bring your kerbonus wherever you want. You dafka have to bring it to the mokim asheivcha Hashem. And then the next pasuk it says, "Va'aveis hashalom elasechem zevchechem." So, this Pasik is referring to Yomtiv, and it says, and it says you have to bring all your Kabbalahs on Yomtiv. So, you see that the first Yomtiv you come to, you have to bring Kabbalahs. So, he has a very good Raya. So, Rabbanon, what does Rabbanon do with Rabbanon's Raya? They'll say, yeah, the mitzvah is any chiv you're supposed to bring, you're supposed to bring a yantar. This mix is very busy yantar because everybody lived in, wherever you lived, you lived somewhere in the Galil, right? And you can't just take a bus in four hours, a big trip to Yushalayim. So all the karbonas that you were obligated or you were and anybody has a chatas, whatever you had to bring, you used to take it all with them when they went to Yushalayim. Anyways, they're going for it to be oil regal, they'd bring all the karbonas with them. For, so Remeir holds, everyone agrees that the mitzvah to do with the first yantar. Remeir holds, Remeir, Kivan the Amalei Rachmana Aisi Vlei Aisi. Remeir says, listen, if the Torah tells you to do it the first Yantiv and you don't do it, Remeir, come with Baltacha. That's enough to be Chayiv Baltacha. I don't need a special posting. Tell me the she the Din Baltacha. The Rabbanon hold no. There's an Asay, but Baltacha is learned that from different posting. You need all three Rigal. Rebelezer Ben Yaakov, my time. What's shot in Rebelezer Ben Yaakov who holds that it's after two Yom Tovim? Where does he come from? Right, we have a Raya for three. We have a Raya for one. Where does who come from? So it's like the Gemara. It says the Chsiv Eilat Hasu Hashem b'Moyadechem Miet Meadim Shnai Moyadechem is two Meadim is two. The least amount you can have and say Moyadechem is two. The Rabbanon. What is the Rabbanon going to do with that pasuk? They use it for something else. Don't Rabbeinu Hukshu Kol Meadim Zulazu. That pasuk is coming to tell you that all the Meadim are compared to each other. Benigei what? Shekul Mechapim Al Tumas Mikdash Kedoshev. That the carbon chatas we bring in every yontiv is coming to be Mechaper. On Tumas Mikdash Kedai, so the Gemara beginning Shua says Ma'arich about this that every Yontiv when we bring a Chatas, it's coming to Mechaper on people who go into the base of Mikdash by mistake, Betoma, or they ate Kodshim by mistake, Betoma. That's what the Kapara in Kippur. That's a big part of the Kapara. This is one of the big things we need a Kapara for. Rebbe Lazar of Shimon, my time. Uh, what's friend Rebbe Lazar of Shimon who says that it always finishes with Sukkis? That that's the main thing. It just has to be when you pass Sukkis. The time Rebbe Shimon Aimer Lo Yemer Chagas Sukkis Shabbat Yerakosav. Just like the Joshua of Shimon. Rabbi Shimon learned, and Rabbi Lezer are both saying, why is it talking about sukkahs in the parasha? Repeat again, we're talking about sukkahs. So he holds, so Rabbi Shimon said that was a riot that the three Yom Tevim have to end with the sukkahs. But Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Shimon says, no. going to tell you that it's, whenever you pass sukkahs, that's all that matters. Rabbi Meir, and Rebbe Lezben Yaakov, who both 
hold that it's not three, it's either one or two. So what are they going to do with the fact that it repeats Chagamatzas, Chagashuas, Chagasukas, which sounds like it's about three Yom Tovim? It's like the Gemara, Mi They need it for Belazar, How do I know that Shuas, which is only a one day Yom if I didn't bring my carbon the first day of Yantiv, which could be according to, right, Bishami, I'm allowed to, or Sombeya, so I have to bring it, I can bring my carbonus of Yantiv, that the Ilusriya that I have to bring when I go up, and Chagiga, I can bring it the seven days following Shuas. Tamaloimar, the Chag Hamatzis, the Chag Shuas, the Chag Asukis, Makish Chag Shuas, the Chag Matz, Chag Asukis. The Torah is comparing Shuas to Pesach and Sukis. Just like Pesach, Yeshet Hashem Kol Shavi, you have seven days to bring your carbon because you have the whole seven days of Yantiv. Afchag Yeshuas, Yeshet Hashem Kol Shavi. So Shuas also has seven days to bring the carbon. Frakti Gemara, if you're comparing it to one of the three Me'adim, the Pasuk puts all three together, the Likish Lechag Asukas, why don't you compare it to Sukas? Now, eight days. Malon Shemayin Afkan Shemayin. Maybe Shuas eight days to bring the carbon. So it's like the Gemara, no, because Shuas doesn't, Sukas doesn't have eight days. Shemini, Shemini Atzeres is regular from after, it's a different Yantiv. There's only seven days of Sukas. So, what are you talking about? This that Shmini Yasser is considered a separate Yontav, not for everything. That's the Indian Pizar Kishav, which stands for pious that they had a separate Goyrul and Zman, you say Shachayonu, and it's considered a regal of Neatzmai, that has its own name, and Kishav is for um, is carbon with Neatzmai, his own carbon, and has his own shear, and it has its own brachin, benching. We, we refer to Shmini Yasser as a Chagazet, we don't refer to it as Sukkis. But it comes to mashlum, the carbonus of sukkah is the way I call tashlum the reason. is still time to bring the carbonus of sukkah. To a certain extent, shmiyatzeris is a completion of sukkah. It's somewhere in between. If you didn't bring your carbon the first day of sukkah, he has the whole zman of sukkah plus shmiyatzeris. So I call upon him, we can compare shuas. The Pesach, we can compare it to Sukkot. Why are we comparing it to the smaller one? The Pesach, compare it to Sukkot. So it's like, no, it's a faster ruble, it's a faster, it's a faster, it's a faster. No. If you have a choice to learn out, when there's a heckish, whenever we have a choice to learn out the smaller amount or the larger amount, if you take the smaller amount, it works. You try taking too much, it doesn't work. So that's why we learn out from Pesach, it only has seven days. Oh, okay, we'll see. The Gemara is going to ask. So, why do we compare it to, to Sukkot? The Gemara will answer that as a Shem. Mazda. Uh,